Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news and interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together we're taking you Inside Disney. Happy 100! <gasps> Woohoo! Woo! Woo! Uh, Happy 100, 100 to us! episodes! Oh, it's <laughs> like there's imaginary confetti falling in my closet right now. Yes. <laughs> 100 episodes, and here's to your closet, Sherry. Thank you! Oh. Couldn't do it without my closet. Couldn't do it without the listeners. Also, <laughs> but had to enter my closet first, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Couldn't do without you two. So thank you both so much for being a part of the show. It's uh, just uh, so much fun to see you and hear you guys every week. Yes, you too, Jeffrey. Oh, so much you. fun. Can't wait to celebrate a thousand. <laughs> wow. Okay. Ooh, I was, you know, too. exactly. I was like 150. Let's get there. But I, you know, shoot high. We're and, really and goal big. setting here. So. Exactly. It'll be here before we know it. <laughs> We have so many favorites throughout the past couple of years we've done this. We, there's a great story on d23.com. So me and Sherry, our producer, Bruce, our editor, Paul, and our fantastic original co-host, Candace, all yeah. contributed some of their faves. So check that out on d23.com. Maybe you'll uh, find an episode you missed. And we want to hear what you guys think, too. What were your favorites? So you can always share yes. those with us mm-hmm. on social and hashtag D23 inside Disney. Yes. And in celebration of 100, we have a very special guest coming up. Luke Evans, who's the star of Hulu's Nine Perfect Strangers. Of course, we know and love him as Gaston from live action Beauty and the Beast. And he's going to be in Pinocchio. He's a massive Disney fan and such a nice guy. I cannot wait for everyone to hear his interview. Yep. He was amazing. Amazing. You know, a a special shout out, Tony. Thanks to you for coming in on your vacation to record the pod. Yes. Well, thank you, Jeffrey. I obviously could not miss episode 100. And a big thank you to both of you for welcoming me with open arms on the podcast as the new pal on the block here. It's been such a fun and magical time with you two. And obviously, I couldn't miss again being on episode 100. So what Disney stuff have you been up to, Tony, getting ready before you uh, jet off to locations fabulous? (laughs) Indeed. Well, I'm working through, actually, to the season finale of the Mysterious Benedict Society, Mm. starring our pal, Tony Hale. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but I am just going to say I need a lot of answers to things. (laughs) And I feel like I'm only going to be wanting more answers as we get to the season finale. So that's what I'm binging right now on Disney+. Plus. Last week on Good Morning America, I don't know if you saw... Humble brag here. I got to interview Nelly live on our Instagram oh, page. Love Nelly. It was so great to chat with him. It was so fun. He is truly the greatest of all time. And he debuted a never before heard, performed, seen performance for us live on Good Morning America. So it was really fun to be part of that big morning for us and to obviously oh. chat with Nelly one on one on my balcony. It was great. <laughs> wow, so not cool. very many people can say that sentence. True, <laughs> 100%. True. Sherry, what have you been up to? Well, I made my TikTok debut. I know we brought up Disney TikTok a couple of weeks ago when I yeah. narrated a studio tour, but now you can see me in action on Disney's TikTok. We do uh, a little magical I don't want to spoil anything. There's some Disney magic that happens. It's amazing. Thank you. It's uh, right in front of the Walt Disney Animation Studios headquarters. Magic ensues. Like I said, I don't want to spoil it. So check it out on Disney's TikTok. Nice, nice. Jeffrey, what about you? 
Well, I went again to the Hollywood Bowl. All of my Hollywood Bowl performances somehow have a Disney connection, which I love. And it was Tchaikovsky, but they ended with the 1812 Overture, which is prominently featured, of course, in Muppet Vision <laughs> in our park. So everyone's like, oh, we love this music. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Muppet Vision. And people yes. are looking at me like I'm insane. <laughs> I mean, what came first? No one knows. Indeed, Sherry, indeed. And I did watch all of the new short circuit films on Disney Plus from our friends at Walt Disney Animation Studios. Amazing. They are so good. Crosswalk, I got to say the pigeon steals the show in that. Dinosaur Barbarian, the music, amazing. Like the catchy theme song, you will never get out of your head. Number two to Kettering, it just made me want to go back to England. Songs to Sing in the Dark was this cool visual sound feast, but I have to give the big shout out to Going Home, which in a matter of seconds, completely captivated me and broke my heart. It is Mm. so beautiful and so well done. And it just so impressive. It shows how incredible the storytellers are at Walt Disney Animation Studios that they can engage you. They can make you feel like you've gotten an entire story in just moments. It was just beautiful. So if you've not watched it, check it out on Disney Plus. But we've got some news to get to before we get to the fantastic Luke Evans. First off, of course, the incredible D23 team did it again. The new issue of Disney 23 is coming out in a matter of days to our gold members. Yay! Featuring 50 enchanting years of Walt Disney World Resort. The cover and the back cover were both shot exclusively for us by our friends at the parks. The cover, of course, features Mickey and Minnie in their iridescent outfits for the 50th, (laughs) standing in front of Cinderella Castle. The back has this incredible image of Remy and Emile (laughs) as if welcoming guests to the France Pavilion in Epcot for the opening of Remy's Ratatouille adventure. It is amazing plus i love that picture so much (laughs) (laughs) it's so cute it was it it was fun and what i loved is like you know we got to really brainstorm with parks because we knew you know the fans want to see stuff that they haven't seen before what's new what can we do that's different that we think the fans are going to love as much as we are and i think parks had a home run on that 100 also really great in the issue we have one of our former pod pals peyton elizabeth lee talking about doogie kamealoha md coming to disney plus and Great interviews with members of the cast of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, as well as Eternals. We have Simu Liu. We've got Angelina Jolie. We have Selma Hayek. We've got a whole lot coming up. Plus, an exclusive interview with Gonzo and Pepe the King Prawn. So (laughs) all of that and more coming in the next issue of Disney 23. Cannot wait for our members to get it. Huge, huge issue. It's awesome. Yay! Well, some Disney Plus news for everyone. You ready? Ready. Season two of Star Wars, The Bad Batch has been announced. Hooray. The new season will launch in 2022. And part two of the two-part season finale of season one will be available to stream on August 13th. And also on Disney Plus, for fans of Diary of a Future President, the official trailer for season two is out. If you missed it, head over to the Disney Plus YouTube page. And we don't have to wait very long, you guys, for the new season. Season two of Diary of a Future President starts streaming all 10 episodes on August 18th. Hooray! Love that. Well, in more news from our couches, 
Hulu just presented the lineup of upcoming originals at the Television Critics Association Summer Press Tour. Highlights include season two of Animaniacs. That premieres Friday, November Yay. 5th. So yes! good. Yakko, Wacko, and Dot are all coming back along with Pinky and the Brain. And season one fave Starbucks Cindy. There will be 13 brand new episodes. And there's a really fun trailer date announcement on Hulu's YouTube if you want to check that out. Also, The Great Season 2 premieres Friday, November 19th. This show is for grown-ups, so uh, keep that in mind. <laughs> but it's a show great, for... but yes, agree. The Great yeah. is great. <laughs> a show for the whole family is Taste the Nation Holiday Edition. You guys know how I feel about this. Obviously. <laughs> Season yes. premiere is on Thursday, November 4th. It's a four-part special that looks at unique traditions through different immigrant cultures and cities. So check that out. I'm super pumped about that. And my stomach just growled. Mm. If you heard that, that's what that was. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we were treated with some really exciting updates from D23 Inside Disney at Sea. <laughs> I love that you just keep putting that out there. We're going to make it happen. Yes, I because mean, those, those rooms have closets, right, Jeffrey? Correct, they must. Okay, so I can request Special request. <laughs> I meant the Disney Wish, obviously, LOL. On the Disney Parks blog, you guys, you'll find some really incredible photos from Germany shared by Disney Imagineering on the progress of our newest ship, the Disney Wish. It's honestly really stunning. They show off the installation of the wheelhouse or the bridge, as some might call mm -hmm. it, as well as the bow installation. Fun fact, the entire process of lifting, installing, and fully welding the bow block took nearly 10 hours. Mm. No wow. big deal. So things are going quite swimmingly. Ooh, so like far mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> on the Disney wish as we prepare for her maiden voyage in June of 2022. Amazing. Nice. Well, orange, you're glad we have one more piece of news. Oh, <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> you, you, you am. <laughs> I don't, nice. I don't, that's yeah. not a good citrus pop. It, it counts. Kind All of. right. Orange Bird will soon be part of the Disney Fab 50 character collection at Walt Disney World Resort during the world's most magical celebration, which we know starts October 1st. Yes, it was announced by Michael Vargo, head of D23. Orange Bird is going to be joining all sorts of pals who have already been announced, including Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Timon and Pumbaa, Cogsworth, Joe Gardner, Dante, Bo Peep, Woody, R2-D2, Winnie the Pooh. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. So... Mm. Yes, keep an eye out for Orange Bird. Yes, you know what's going on soon? Christmas time? No. Snack time? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we've got five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For complete details, visit D23.com. Tony, what's on deck first? Well, Jeffrey, first up, the Disney Channel original movie Spin premieres Friday, August 13th Yay. at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Disney Channel. Uh, it follows a relatable Indian-American teen who discovers her passion for creating DJ mixes that blends her rich South Asian culture with the world around her. I'm really excited to see this one. And of course, I love a Disney Channel original movie. Oh my goodness. Mm. Same, same. 
Well, also keeping things lucky on Friday the 13th, Descendants the Royal Ooh. Wedding is coming to Disney yes. Channel. Yes. Uh, I think we all want to know what happened to Mal and King Ben and they got their wedding going on. So it's, it's an animated special. There's a new song. Um, and of course, it, it brings back Dove Cameron, Sophia Carson, Boo Boo Stewart, all of my favorites and my niece Dylan's favorites. So cannot wait <laughs> to watch that. Nice. Well, also on Lucky Friday the 13th at 10, 10 p.m. on Disney Channel is Disney's Magic Bake Off. Yes, we've mm. talked about this on the pod before. Um. It's a new one-hour competition series for kids where they race against the clock to design Disney-inspired treats. So, yes, yes very up our alleys. Mm, sounds scrumptious. Mm. And also on the 13th, it's the 79th anniversary of Bambi. Aww. The beloved classic. So what better way to celebrate than by watching on Disney+. Plus? And last but certainly not least, something that's not on Friday, on Sunday, August 15th, The Hate You Give is making its library debut on Hulu. Obviously, an incredibly powerful, great, great movie with Amanda Stenberg. So check that out on Hulu. On to today's guest. Disney fans know and love and sometimes hate him for his role as Gaston in the live-action Beauty and the Beast, a role he's set to reprise in a limited series coming to Disney+, and he'll also appear in Robert Zemeckis' live-action Pinocchio for Disney+. But first up, he stars in Hulu's Nine Perfect Strangers as one of, well, Nine Perfect Strangers, who visit a health and wellness resort that promises healing and transformation but delivers more than any of them bargained for. Please welcome Luke Evans. Oh, Welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. Okay, let's get into it. If you had to describe nine perfect strangers in one word, what would that one word be? Uh, crazy. Oh, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I, it's very hard to describe it with one word, but uh, it's a word that came up several times in shooting and uh, conversations I've had since with the director and a few other people that were in it. And it's just crazy. It's crazy in a good way, but it's crazy nonetheless. What a tease. <laughs> so your character, yeah. Lars, in the book, Nine Perfect Strangers, is a spa junkie divorce lawyer. So I have to ask, how close does this series stick to that profile of your character? Well, he's not a lawyer anymore. I'm just going to give you, how much am I allowed to tell you? I don't know. Like, spoilers, he definitely visits spas. He likes to look after himself. But he's an investigative journalist. Okay. He's there as a guest, obviously, because you can only go to this place by invitation. Mm. Your application has to be accepted. You can apply. It's a very strange place. They're not there for the money. So we were all selected for our different idiosyncrasies and issues and problems and who we are as human beings. But yeah, he goes in with one agenda. And uh, like most people, do I think they need something from a from a wellness retreat and end up experiencing something very different in in Lars's experience you know he goes in he leaves with a very different opinion and uh and mindset vague enough <laughs> it was uh beautifully vague which we love and and good I like it I'm in so production for the series was in Australia, which also happens to be where Nicole Kidman is from. With such a huge cast, please tell us she rented one of those hop-on, hop-off buses and gave you all a tour, because that's <laughs> totally our dream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know those ones when you can all sit around a bar and pedal and you drive around oh. the town? Yeah. We were in a very beautiful part of Australia, by the way. You know, we were all very lucky, you know, because when we started shooting this last June, 
you know, the world was in full lockdown, chaos, COVID, which, you know, it's, we're still sort of very much in it now. But um, we went to a country which was in a state of, you know, lockdown itself, but they were locking themselves down so that nobody would catch it. And so we felt very safe there. And we were in a piece of paradise. Byron Bay really was a perfect canvas for placing these nine perfect strangers in a, in a wellness retreat in such a stunning part of the world. There wasn't much to have to fake when we were there, if you know what I mean. We, we felt we were very much in a, a secluded sanctuary, which only, only helped with the energy and the environment. Can you talk a little bit about some of the cast, any favorite memories of working with them? Since we don't want to reveal too much of the plot, but behind the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes. I mean, so, you know, I don't know if I've been to a wellness retreat or, or sort of some kind of therapy place, but this is a lot about group activities. You know, there was nine of us. And so we did a lot of scenes together around the breakfast table, around the dinner table, around fire pits, at group activities, which some of the members of the team were a lot more reluctant to do in character, obviously. We spent, I think it's probably the most I've ever spent with a cast on screen ever. I mean, it was uh, it was interesting, but it was very fun. We all got on really, really well. And I'm not just saying that because it's Disney, but we did. <laughs> Everything got on really well. We all come from different parts of the world, different walks of life. We were all very grateful as actors to be working and be in this beautiful place where there was almost zero COVID and it was just a lovely place to be. And then we had these incredibly detailed, complex, complicated characters you know with all our different backstories and we got to do these wonderful scenes around you know dinner tables and they, they would take days to shoot because there were so many of us to cover you know all the coverage of the different characters and their reactions and their opinions and all the other things that go on around these ta dinner tables so um we got to know each other really well and uh you know you can't have people like bobby cannavale and melissa mccarthy around a dinner table without there being just copious amounts of laughter and, and fun <laughs> just playing with the characters and the narrative it was just a joy to be around them and we had just a great group of people uh, some wonderful Australian actress Asha Keddy and, and her screen husband Michael Shannon and their wonderful daughter Grace Van Patten there's some just really powerful storylines and it was just a joy to watch each other's stories and, and unfold in front of your very eyes. A lot of the stuff was done in front of each other, you know, as group therapy often is. That's awesome. Now, as we are a Disney podcast, I gotta ask you, what do you think Disney fans will love about the series, Nine Perfect Strangers? I mean, these are all very interesting characters. I mean, the wonderful thing about Disney is whether it's an animation or it's, it's live action, these Disney characters, and I've been very lucky to now play two different Disney characters in two of the most loved uh, animations of all time. And to, even though these are animated characters that have now been brought to, to real life, you're always able to relate to them in some way. You either like them or you hate them, but you get, you understand them. And that's the wonder of Disney is that these animated characters relate, you know, to everyone from all walks of life, all different ages, from children to adults. We love them because we see ourselves in them very often. And I would say that Nine Perfect Strangers is the same. These characters all have very human traits, human flaws, you know, everyday issues, things that people will be able to relate to very, very easily. And you are definitely compelled to keep watching because they're not perfect, by the way. They're far from perfect. There's not one perfect person in this retreat. And I think that's what makes them so 
so relatable and compelling to watch because you're on their journeys with them, seeing their pain, seeing their their process, seeing their, how they deal with these things that they didn't even realize they had to deal with. It's all helmed by this very mysterious, very eloquent and almost ethereal character of Masha played by the incredible Nicole Kidman who guides us through the whole thing. And it's it's a very interesting story. It's, it's a, there's a lot about trust that, that I find comes into the storyline and digging deep, which, you know, we none of us really want to do. We don't like digging deep ourselves and finding <laughs> those those things that we don't want to address. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's healthy to do that. Sometimes it's difficult. The journey is trepidatious. and But we all go on it. No one really leaves the same way as they came. Mm-hmm. Another good tease. Okay, well, here at the Inside Disney Podcast, we love to do our research. And so in doing that, we may have gone down a Luke Evans social media rabbit hole and found a photo of you in 2015 um, in front of the Gaston Fountain at Gaston's Tavern at Walt Disney World two years before the film came out. What was it like for you to be there, not only as part of the Disney family, but about to portray that character? Well, it was a joy because I, I knew that if I ever went back to Disney after that movie came out, I probably wouldn't be able to have done that <laughs> without there being some kind of uh, chaos. So it was a lovely moment because I, I'm sure you've probably heard Josh Gad talk about how much fun we had shooting it, you know, but we really did. It was a, just one of those wonderful experiences that you you look back on and wish that you could relive. Every day on that set was a joy. So, you know, finishing the show and having to say goodbye to everybody and leaving that wonderful place, the, the Disney sets and Villeneuve and the castle and all the wonderful cast and the creatives. It was always a, it's a sad moment. And then we had to wait, obviously, two years for the show to come out. During that two years, I thought, well, you know what? There's only one chance I'm going to get to do this semi-anonymously. And this is it. So let's just go and stand by the fountain and enjoy the moment. Little did we know it was going to be such a big hit, but I'm glad it was. And I'm glad that, you know, people loved it. Gaston is still with me, which is also quite fun to know. You talked about the the movie. Do you have a favorite memory from filming Beauty and the Beast? Well, yes. I mean, the, the one that always sticks out to me is the horseback riding that Josh Gad and myself had to do. I mean, Josh would be the first person to tell you that he's not great on a horse. But I think the horse they gave him wasn't great either. <laughs> <laughs> we would have to do scenes where we would just, you know, action and the horses have to walk down this cobbled pathway as we were seeing in the opening, the number, you know, this horse, I guess this horse was just playing with Josh all the time and they'd say action and this horse would just go backwards. It wouldn't go forwards. So I'd be going forwards and Josh's horse would be moonwalking back. <laughs> Nothing that he did would make this horse trust him. <laughs> We'd have to cut and do it again because the horses wouldn't listen to him. But it, I loved it. It would make me giggle a lot. Awesome. Now, had you been a Disney fan before taking the role as Gaston? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was brought up on Disney. Disney is my, it's my childhood. It's my, it's my adulthood. I watch everything that comes out. I mean, Disney Plus is, is like on my speed dial on my television. I travel the world. <laughs> it's the thing I go to when I'm away from home. You know, I love it. And I I often, you know, being part of the new Pinocchio live action movie, which I shot just before I left the United Kingdom. Firstly, I was just like so excited to be part of something so huge and special and in the hands of such an incredible director as Bob Zemeckis. Went back and, you know, go back on Disney Plus and there it was. I could watch the original Pinocchio and I could 
remember what it was like watching it for the first time when I was a kid. And it's bullet pointed my whole existence in a way, in a really lovely way. And the new stuff that comes out, you know, this Luca, this wonderful new animation that's just come mm. up. Yes. It's so oh. clever and so thought provoking. And it's so, it's just genius. You know, these guys at Disney, they're just, they're genius. What they do and, 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 and things that they make are, uh, are just appealing to everyone. And I find that a unique thing you know, in our industry to appeal to everyone. It's very, very special. Mm -hmm. Well, taking it back to Disney Plus and Gaston, you get to reprise your role for the upcoming limited series. What can you tell us about the show? And hopefully your answer is everything. <laughs> I, mean, I wish I could, but you know, I can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. It was worth a shot. <laughs> it's just the four of us. It's don't, you know, Luke, we're, we won't share. We promise. Yeah. I'm sure Disney's on one of these buildings just watching me right now. They have their spies. No, I'm, I keep reminding myself that next year I'm going back to work and play a character that I, one of the most enjoyable experiences of my career in a brand new story, which predates the movie, where you meet Gaston and LeFou many years before, and you meet all these new characters, which are just so cleverly written into the storyline. And we are just, uh, it's not what you're going to expect. That's what is the most exciting part, right? You're going to meet new people. You're going to meet new characters who are interwoven into our storylines and interwoven into the legacy of the film. And it's, you know, every episode will be, I, I, I dare you to only watch one episode. I bet you won't be able to do that for a fact. <laughs> well, trust us. That's a bet I'm not willing to take because I, yeah. I think you're totally right. <laughs> we have the creme de la creme involved in making this show. You know, that's what's really special. I mean, I couldn't talk about this, this adventure without mentioning the incredible Alan Menken, who is writing the music to each episode. Josh and I have already heard several of the songs and you will be humming them before the end of the app. I mean, literally, they are exactly what we hoped and wished for. And Alan has obviously delivered in bucket loads. You mentioned Josh. You did mention the horseback, but I feel like you've got to have a ton of stories. What is your best Josh Gad story that you can tell on a Disney podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you a lovely story about when I was at the premiere in LA for Beauty and the Beast and Josh sat right behind me with his two daughters who were very young at the time. Every time Gaston came, she also met me when I was, obviously they came to the set, you know, when I was in my red leather jacket and Josh, behind me I remember when Gaston is on the screen I do he's doing something terrible I don't remember which part of the film it was but his little girl is just like he is horrible daddy he's so <laughs> horrible and Josh is like he's really horrible you're right he's a horrible man <laughs> party afterwards I picked her up and I was saying hi how did you enjoy the movie and then she's looking at my face and she's putting the dots together who I am and then instead of sort of like being scared she just went Where's your red coat? Where's your red coat? Well, where is it? Do you not wear your red coat all the time? And what I love about them is not about Josh, it's about his kids, but it makes you realize Josh is such a great dad because he allows his kids to have such an amazing imagination. And he, they must be the luckiest kids on the planet because they get to, you know, have a father who plays Olaf and LeFou and is so intertwined in Disney. He must be just a joy to have as a dad. I've always said that. I wish he was my dad most of the time. 
<laughs> I love that. He's a bit of all of our dads a little bit, that one. As you mentioned a bit ago, you'll be playing the coachman in the live action retelling of Pinocchio with Tom Hanks, by the way, for Disney+. Plus. Who exactly is this coachman and what can you tell us about him? Thankfully, he looks nothing like the character in the animation. <laughs> <laughs> a very small role in the end. And I, there's got to be more to him. Yeah, and, and there is. In the mind of Bob Zemeckis, you can imagine the things are not going to be the same as they were in the animation. They're very, uh, the storyline is very, very similar. But there were certain characters that Bob was able to, you know, dramatically uh, enhance. And the coachman is one of those. I get to use all my musical theatre experience and skills in this character. I can't tell you too much because I want it to be a surprise, but there are some really wonderful gifts that he gave me as an actor with the character. You see a coachman in, in many different ways. I don't want to give any more of them than that, but he isn't just the average human being. If that means anything to you, he's a very unusual creature. He's rather terrifying. I mean, if you think Gaston is scary, wait till you meet the coachman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. yeah, I gotta say, you're keeping a lot of Disney secrets these days, which is awesome. I know. Well, I've been trained well. Well, it's, it's just another great tease. We're so excited to see it. Well, as anyone who saw Beauty and the Beast knows, and you mentioned a little bit earlier, you have a fantastic singing voice and you also have a great album at last. If you could pick any Disney song to sing, what would it be? Oh, gosh. The Hercules song. Oh, the distance? Yes. <laughs> I love that song. Great choice. And I also love the one from Hunchback of Notre Dame. The song that goes on the credits right at the end of the Hunchback. I watched it last week, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, because I hadn't seen it, if you can believe that. Hadn't wow. actually seen the animation. And uh, you know the song. What is it? That's an amazing song. Oh, it is. It is Someday. And I think it is All for One who... All for one. Ah. I'm great with um, my boy bands, but yeah, all for one. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> but that's an amazing track. And I I was harmonizing with it as we were going up last week. <laughs> wow. That's like the sign of a true Disney fan. You named like a, a pretty niche track to want to sing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Testing you guys, see, seeing if your knowledge was as good as they say it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we love to do Disney favorites, especially with people who love Disney. So we're going to just plow through a few Disney favorites. First thing that comes to your mind, favorite Disney animated movie that isn't Beauty and the Beast or Pinocchio? It will probably be The Lion King. Mm, good one. Excellent. All right. Favorite Disney live action movie that isn't Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> Cruella. Cruella oh. blew me away. I thought it was absolutely incredible. Emma Stone is just brilliant. And I have to say, Emma Thompson, Mrs. Potts, give her a <laughs> wig. There she goes. Ah. <laughs> Scene stealer. Indeed. Yeah, they were both amazing. They were really great. All right. Favorite Disney villain who isn't Gaston? Oh gosh, probably Ursula. Yes. Only because, well, she's purple for a start. <laughs> what I love is that one of my good friends, Melissa McCarthy, will be playing her in the live action yes. version. So I got to talk to Melissa 
a lot about shooting the film. She loved it. She loved every minute of it. So I think that's going to be very exciting to see Melissa's version of Ursula. But yeah, she's the monster. Okay. Favorite Disney Parks attraction? Oh, well, I haven't been back to Disneyland since they've done the Star Wars land, you know, so I haven't been to see all of that. I, what I loved was the Cars attraction mm. because you, I mean, it's just mind blowing. You know, you're racing through those, you know, that, that incredible part of America and <laughs> those big yeah. mountains, waterfalls. And it's just such a clever, clever attraction. Radiator Springs Racers. It's amazing. Yeah. I loved it. Also, Tron is very good as well. I did it in Shanghai. Yeah. I'm dying yes. to do that. All right. Well, finally, last question. Mm. Last Disney favorite. We end all of our interviews with this one. Please give us your favorite Disney memory. Oh, gosh. My favorite Disney memory. It was probably meeting a Gaston character at Disney World. Because that probably was just such a weird thing. Because I thought, well... This movie is, what, 25 years, 30 years old, whatever it is now, and 40 years old? I don't know. But anyway, it's old. And <laughs> the, your character being played every day in this incredible, magical world, and then to know that you have been part of that legacy. I felt very humbled by the feeling that I played a character that is so well-known and so part of that wonderful story an animation that it's played by some a few human beings every day, every day of the year by an actor all over the world, dressed up in this uh, muscle suit, playing this character. And then I got to meet them. And I think that was, that was a nice meet. I think it was, I think he quite enjoyed the experience as well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. Well, Luke, it has been so fun talking to a fellow Disney fan. You're amazing. We cannot wait to see all of your upcoming stuff you teased it all very very well (laughs) especially nine perfect strangers on hulu first up yes yes pinocchio can't wait yeah plenty (laughs) stuff coming up oh yeah well thank you again for being here with us my pleasure thanks for uh asking me to come on and i'd like to just say hi to all the people listening because uh you are the ones that uh we do it for so big love to you all Guys, like when we found out we were going to interview him, I knew that he was going to be great, but I didn't know that he was going to be like one of my favorites. Like yeah. He was so good, Literally. so interesting. I love chatting with him and I love chatting with you guys and we love all of the listeners out there. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all yes. so much for being with us for a hundred episodes or even just one episode of This Is Your First. And now you can go <laughs> back and you've got 99 more to listen to. So yeah, thank you all. Yes, thank you so much. And thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week for our 101st episode with more (laughs) Disney news. It's 101 Dalmatians. We got to do something with that. (laughs) Here we go. That's a tease. With more Disney news also and a fantastic guest, of course, and an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.